Hi, my name is Sokuren, and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks, and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is, and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokukoji.org. Thank you. When, when, when you forgive, when you forgive someone, uh, I'm, I'm not talking about you step on somebody's foot and you say, whoops, and then you say, they, oh, it's okay. It's okay. You, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Or um, I'm good. I'm not talking about those little minor things uh, that have to do with being polite and have to do with being respectful of other people and having a good social interaction when someone gets off kilter a little bit and gets in your way. Of course, then we want to do that. Those are okay. The one I'm, uh, the one I'm, uh, I am addressing here is when you think that you can forgive somebody for something that you can forgive. You cannot forgive. To forgive somebody for anything just perpetuates the confusion that we're dealing with all over the world all the time. Stop it. Stop it. But don't stop it. If you disagree, then go ahead and do whatever you want to do. I'm not here to give you orders, but I am here to be very, very insistent. But I would say you want some help in that area. First, don't blame. You won't, you won't be drawn to forgive anybody. Don't blame. This doesn't mean you don't take someone who is uh, what antisocial or is causing chaos and remove them or ask them to leave your area or possibly even incarcerate them. Although I think our legal system is, is based on uh, insanity, not on justice. Based on power, not on kindness and respect for what people are going through. You have no choice. You have no choice what your life is gonna be when you come into this realm of the humans. You have no choice. You didn't choose your the shape of your ears. You didn't choose your intelligence level. You didn't choose whether you would be born deformed or not deformed. You didn't choose any. You don't. You have no say so about that. That is dependent origination. It's after we get here that we start thinking we are somebody and we're going to get control of other people, or even get control of ourselves. This is this is crazy. It's it's just circular and it goes around and we keep kicking ourselves on our own butt. Respect people's confusion. How do you do that? Start by respecting your own confusion. Stop trying to correct yourself and see the fundamental nature of consciousness, which can be very, very cloudy. Look at it anyway. You can do it. What else are you going to do with your life besides make some money or have a lot of power or push people around? Or the other one that you can, you can actually pretend you're a helper. In other words, trying to look like someone who's helpful. I'm not criticizing all the doctors and nurses and psychologists and people who are highly dedicated to serving others. Of course, I respect all of them. But there's also a lot of it where people are trying to appear that way so hard that they actually miss the patient that's right in front of them because they're trying to look like a helper. A lot of times you can tell by the tone of their voice when they talk to you. You all know what I'm talking about. You can, you can tell someone is insincere and they're not present as soon as they start condescending to you with their tone of voice. 
they're there, they're earning their living, they're going to give you a shot or take care of you in a fundamental way, but they're not there. They don't see you. When you forgive someone, you are assuming that you even have the power to do such a thing. You can't do that. No one is on a hook, but you might imagine that they're, they're, they are so you can forgive them. It's okay, I forgive you. It was, took me a long time, but I finally just learned how to forgive. Well, I say, what do I say to that bullshit? I know there's probably 15,982 people that would disagree with that. There are people on there who are talking about forgiveness constantly. You just have to forgive. No, no, that's an incredible misunderstanding. You don't, you have to see what it is. You have to see that when someone does something to you that harms you or hurts you or compromises your whole situation, that that is coming out of a cover-up that that can look like uh, aggression, can look like uh, passion, twisting things around, blaming you for something. And what are they doing? What is that person doing? They're covering up their own fear. They're, all of this ego territory is secured, run by, compromised, and loaded up with fear. Fear. Don't believe what I'm saying. Look at it for yourself. I'm, I'm pretty uh, adamant about it, but I trust you to take a look. You might come back and say, you could do it tonight. You could come back and show me where what I'm saying is a misunderstanding. Go ahead. I will listen to you. And we can talk about it. I'm not going to debate you. I don't debate anybody. I'm right. You're wrong. It's that simple. <laughs> it's interesting to say something like that and look and see who's smiling and who's not. Yes, I am an incarnation of Bodhidharma. One of... 1,522 million. So when you forgive, you, there, there's an assumption there that you are a person who has been harmed and you have the power to let someone off the hook. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do anything with it. Just observe it. Just watch it and let it show up as it is. You can do that. You can see your true nature. But this is, if you forgive somebody for something, you're not only covering up your own true nature with that kind of detritus, but you're also getting in the way of the other person seeing who they are. It's not that it will happen in this lifetime. It might, not, it might happen in this lifetime. It might happen in March the, on March the 1st, uh, 2028. Don't blame. And, and you won't have to forgive or you won't even be, you won't even notice it. Just don't blame. And how do you do that? You look at what something is without leaving it for what you think it is. You can do that. You have to practice doing that before you'll be able to do that. You're going to have to look at a lot of gunk. And what is that? Your own cover-ups. You have to look at them because you're covering up the light of your being. You're covering up, covering up, uh, the Buddha's Dharma. You're covering, up, you're covering up the truth by fighting, by, by agreeing. Even agreeing covers up the truth. I don't agree with anything. That doesn't mean 
that if you're with a person where it seems like that's the only way you can really fundamentally help them is to go along with them, maybe you might do that, but it's situational. Just like when you face the wall, situational, you're, you're in a situation where you're going to sit down and you're going to look at the nature of your mind. We call it, I call it shikantaza, sitting practice of meditation. That's handled lots of different ways. I think you can do that without, without becoming a Buddhist uh, formally. I think it's much harder that way, but I think it's possible. So when I say, when you forgive, I'm also saying, don't do that. That being said, it's still situational. There may come times when you might have to do some of that, but be very aware of the whole situation of who you're talking to, who you're with. And as I said earlier, it's not about not uh, about doing that uh, in some kind, with some kind of standard where you never say to someone, not only never say to someone, I'm sorry I stepped on your foot or bumped into you, or, I, or I, I'm sorry that I'm late for this meeting. And the other persons might come back and say, you know, forgive you. I'd say, it's, it's okay, we're, we're good, we still have some time. So those kinds of things are social interaction, very necessary. So I'm not going into that area and saying you shouldn't do that. What I am saying in that area, you should be very aware that that's what's happening that someone is letting you off a hook that they don't even own. Dependent origination is missed by that kind of subtle manipulation. It's okay, I forgive you. Or on the big level, uh, larger picture or greater picture, uh, people who are in uh, relationships, marriage, intimate relationship, who, one who forgives the other person for something they did. Not a good idea very presumptuous to think you have the power to forgive anybody. There's no central authority anywhere. Anywhere. There's no central authority. Like Coben said many years ago before he passed, get your own authority. What did he mean? See what authority is. There is no authority. That's how you get your own authority. And it's like you always know what to do next. This doesn't mean that it doesn't break your heart to be around people who are torturing themselves and in effect torturing you too or trying to. They just can't find you. So pretty hard to torture someone that you cannot find, you cannot locate. And what does that have to do with uh, uh, the nature of this whole situation? There is no location. There is no other place. There is no other at all. If you think something is over there, it's not. It's not over there. You're not separate from it. It might take a mirror to show you that. It might take the mirror of the teacher to show you that. Or maybe you can do this on your own. Good luck. Come on, give me some questions about this. Put me on the spot. Jason I'm bowing. I was wondering if there's any contrast with the way we relate to this teaching in relating to the teacher and the way we relate to this teaching in relating to just others in our life bowing i'm not sure what you're looking for with the question but i would say everything is situational some people are not some people you need to say you need to say uh, oh that's okay don't worry uh, i forgive you so it's situational 
And then other people, you, you wouldn't say anything back to them. You might just sit there and look at them. It's, it's a situation that you're in. We don't set up standards. You've heard that teaching for a long time, as have I. Is that what you were looking for? Or is there something else you can clarify it for this old man? Jeez, I'm buying. I just was wondering if there's any difference in relatively relating to the teacher in this context as when I'm relating to others, it's easy to get caught up in the forgiveness or the blame. But with the teacher, is there any form of receiving that should be considered first or, or looking at as a teaching before we jump into the relativity of what the teacher has done or said bowing so if it's a true teacher that teaches out of their out of this out of what what they're looking at or what they uh out of you could there's so many ways to say it out of their heart that might be a little bit too romantic and fancy it's not your blood pumping uh organ they're teaching out of that, out of their what they're seeing, not out of what they've read. Now, they might te teach out of what they've read. They might use that. They might quote the Heart Sutra, the Diamond Sutra. They might quote their teacher. They might quote you. So that's all possible. But if it's a, if it's a true teacher and you are truly a student, then everything the teacher says, does, is a teaching. Even if some people think that teacher is abusing people, please don't miss the opportunity to see this as a teaching. Don't miss, don't miss the opportunity. This may not come again, this precious human birth. You can't just snap your fingers and suddenly be a human being again uh, in an area where the actual teachings of the Buddha's Dharma is presented. There are many countries where people don't even know what this is. They might have a, another spiritual path, There's all kinds of spiritual paths that I think are probably authentic. They aren't just, they just aren't uh, the three jewels or some other way of working with it that is still a tr the, still the truth. What further question on that, Chazen? Chazen, I apologize. It feels kind of ambiguous, but part of it is when I'm, at, if Senchu and I are relating, we might talk to one another about how we might do things that are more smooth or something that's, frustrating that we might want done differently. And I'm just wondering with the teacher, it, should that be something we should be talking to the teacher about? Or should we just try to receive everything the teacher is doing as a pointer of our own mind bowing? Well, you might have to discuss it. Again, it's, it's a situation. It's the situation is so complicated. If you try to go into it and explore it and find out what's true, what's not true from that point of view, that can be done to some extent, but the, the very surface of the situation is what one should be looking at. If you want depth, look for the surface because that's what where, that's where the depth is registered at, is right here, right in front of you. Questions are very good uh, around this point, including yours, Chazan. Greg Bowing. Right, Greg. I, I've been struggling with this lately, Sokuzan. What about forgiving ourselves? Uh, I, I get that this is, we're not to blame because of dependent origination. And yet, I can't forgive myself for what, what I did to my closest, my wife. Uh, we were married our entire lives, and yet 
I, I hurt her so much that I'm having trouble forgiving myself for that. And she's gone. So there's, you know, there's no way I can. You want some help? Yes, I do. She forgives you. She just told me that. <laughs> she forgives you. She doesn't, she doesn't want you to worry about this. Don't worry about she it. There's doesn't. other things you can spend your time on, Greg. And one of them is face the wall and receive whatever shows up. So don't, well, because what you're, wait a minute, please, sir. Yes, sir. What you're, what you're winding yourself up in that guilt or that feeling of, of uh, missing, uh, uh, abusing her or doing whatever. It's not that you didn't do that. It's just that the causes and conditions that arise that create that kind of a space uh, are dependently arisen. There's no self there. This does not mean that you aren't responsible for the whole shebang. You're responsible. Be responsible. But that's not guilt. That's the ability to respond. And it sounds like you're doing it. But what you're adding to it is personhood. You're adding a self to that. And it perpetuates the belief in a solid, separate being who can win or lose. You have to see that. And this is why we uh, face the walls. This is why we look at the wall. You're, she's good. She's good. She, she, I know her. What's her name? Fredo. Again, please. Fredo, F-R-E-D-O, or Frederick. So she's, uh, Fredo is good with that. She's not, she's not particularly concerned, but it, I'm sure it, it's kind of upsetting to her that you're spending so much time fretting. She knows all she has to, all you have to do is just uh, have it in your own mind that, that I wish I hadn't done that. I, I was a thief when I was very young and I, I really regret that taking things through that was not given to me. I just took things from people when I was very young. And looking back on that, it's a sad feeling to look at that. But I also knew that I was in a in a, a milieu of my own mind, my own mind stream, and my own being tortured, so to some extent, by my stepfather. Uh, not blaming him either, but he 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 was uh, at the mercy of his own causes and conditions, including not just how he was treated, but the particular dynamic that came in and manifested as a human being. The same thing is happening with you, with me. Consciousness is finding its own form, and right now it's finding human beings. But when this human being goes down, uh, not only are you uh, liberated, but it's as if you, as if there never was a human form. We're not exactly human beings, but we are as consciousness only. So, plenty of room for more questions. Greg, do you have another question? Or more about that one? Well, yes, thank you, Bowen. Um, when I face the wall, and I, you know, it's kind of a choiceless situation for me at this point, I tend to go into this rabbit hole. Uh, how, do, yeah. how do I avoid that? Don't avoid it. Go into the rabbit hole. Actually sit down. The rabbit hole comes up. Go into it. And just watch yourself going. It's an awareness practice. It is not a success practice or an avoidance practice. Passion, aggression, ignorance. Don't don't go anywhere with anything. Whatever shows up, that's it. If it's a rabbit hole, and if you can sit there and look at the rabbit hole, then do that. But if if you feel drawn into it somehow by some kind of compulsion, some kind of impulsiveness, just observe that. Be the situation that you're trying to get rid of, and you'll see that it is un real. It is unreal, just like Alice in Wonderland. 
unreal. It's awareness, awareness. Go ahead and feel the crappy feelings that you're, and, and tie those in with a rabbit hole and see that you can just do that. Just let that, let that flow. When I say let, it's not even like let. It's not because you really have no power, just like you have no power to forgive anybody for anything. And, and that's the area. If you're confused about that, I feel very, very adamant about that from having looked at it for a long, long time. Go ahead, please. Uh, Eric from Trevor City asks, if you are tempted to forgive someone, would it be more helpful to remind them they haven't done anything wrong? I would just keep it shut. I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't say any, I wouldn't do anything with them. Unless they out and out asked or the interaction brought that out of you, then that's a little bit different. But uh, don't, don't let anybody off the hook. And don't put them on the hook and don't forgive them. Don't, 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 don't just receive. Stop producing stuff. Anytime you produce something, you're covering up your Buddha nature. You're, and if you're, you don't consider yourself a Buddhist, but you're just listening to this person talk, you're covering up your true self, your true nature, the deep, deep nature that can't, can't, it can't die. The conventional word is eternal. But it can't die because it, it has never been born. The body's born and goes away. Another body's born and goes away. Another body's born and goes away. And your, your, your Buddha nature is never separate from those bodies. That's your true identity. Don't believe me. Go ahead and believe whatever you want to believe. Go somewhere else. But if you're here, you could consider it. Zim bowing. Zim, go ahead. I'll go, get back to you. So then how do we work with the non-forgiveness of forgiveness? Give me some more to work with there. <laughs> so yeah, I'm confused. Um, so, <laughs> um, it seems like you know they're really what what the kind of what I'm receiving is there there isn't forgiveness. Um, so then, how do we? So if there isn't forgiveness, then how do we work with that? Well, as you heard me say previously, don't blame and you won't even be dealing with forgiveness. You just, if you don't blame, you'll realize that people, the, the atrocious, terrible, abusive things that they do are because they're covering up their, uh, they're covering up fear. You won't even know you're afraid if you're just an aggressive person who bites everybody's head off or uh, makes use of your police uniform to abuse others. You, you won't even know you're afraid. Because it's covered, it's, it's successful relatively. It's just that you have, at some point, the body-mind uh, complex, which is protecting you uh, by your, your identity is so much with that and with the uniform or with the whatever it is you're identifying with. But if you see that, I mean, this doesn't mean you're going to go along with someone's abuse. You may do something about it. You may do something very de deliberate that has nothing to do with talking to them. You might take their stick away from them. Possible. Also, you might work with it in a different way that's more structural with the, the society that you're involved in or the community or, or the, the Sangha. You might try to fundamentally help people rather than just make things worse by uh, blaming. Don't, don't blame. That's a standard Buddhist teaching. All dharmas, anything that arises is it has a dharma. 
is a, is, a, is a law or a truth. All dharmas are without blame. You cannot find a source for anything. It is sourceless because it's, and that's the illusion. If you're deluded, then you, you don't realize it's an illusion because you're deluded by it. You think it's truth. You think you have to figure out how to handle it, how to not feel this way or get this to stop happening is causing this. Anything that happens out here that, you're, that you think caused your feeling, it's a misunderstanding, a big one. You blame others for how you feel. You blame anyone for how you feel. It's untrue. It's not that if somebody's hitting you, you can't blame them, but still it's your nerve endings. Go ahead, Zim. Zim bowing, thank you. Um, So then if we're not blaming them, what should we do? Just receive everything that's happening. Live your life. Be kind to others. If you can relatively just be kind, especially to the people around you that are are coming after you with a hacksaw. I mean, that doesn't mean you indulge them. You might have to pop them one in the nose. That might be the only way you can be kind to them is stop them from being violent. It's like I've sometimes said, if you had a, have a, if you have a murder, there's a, there's a, there's a victim and there's a murderer. Which one would you like to be? If I say right now, pick one, you'll find out that it's half and half. Some people don't want to be a murderer would rather be a victim and some people would rather be a murderer than it's just an odd kind of uh, uh, thing that reveals the duality of any given situation. Some people, the Bodhisattva, he, she, or they might say, I'd rather be the victim so I can save that person from, uh, from being uh, tortured. And the other person might say, well, I'd rather be the murderer so that that person, the karma is better for, for them to not have to be a murderer. I mean, you can, you can go into the so-called logic of the whole thing. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do anything unless you have to. And it's, it's much easier. Then you won't be doing much. But what you, when you do something, it's because you have to do it. Because your karma says, you're doing this. It might not talk in that kind of a voice, because that's more like my stepdad. <laughs> I have to have a model for something. So do it with your awareness so that you're always present. It's, it's heartbreaking to do that because you, because you begin to see all the suffering in the world that people who are very violent are covering up. The people who are not so violent, they're more aware of the suffering. And the people are, who are completely uh, John, the uh, Johnism, the Johns, J-A-I-N-S, ancient uh, religious uh, religion that started with, uh, what was it, Mahavir? Was that it, Chisho, or did I miss it? Yeah, Mahavir, back uh, two, a hundred or so years before the Buddha came along in India. They really went overboard with this peace stuff. They're not going to kill anything. They're not going to, I don't know everything. They, of course, were vegetarians, but uh, it was really, really intense, which is, uh, you could say it's helpful in some ways, but it makes other people so bad. <laughs> It makes the other people so it, it, it builds up an intense contrast. Buddha, Buddha Dharma is the middle way, not too tight, not too loose. Go ahead, Mahesh. Better be a good one and make it short. Mahesh Bhai. So this advice to forgive or not is, is given generally to people who are already thinking whether they should forgive or not. Right? They already are thinking there, there are others 
and um, they can decide whether to forgive or uh, not. What do you want to know? Just please ask me a question. I, you can go through the. That. Yeah, I mean, ask me a question. I feel this advice is redundant uh, because if you know others are a mirror, like the world is a mirror of your karma, then there's no 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 question of forgiving. You already are not blaming. But if you think the others need to be... Uh, you're not going to ask me a question, are you? You're just going to tell me stuff. Why yeah. would you want to just tell me stuff? Why don't you just ask me a question? Yeah, my question is like, uh, I'm finding it hard to understand how it is useful. This this advice, don't forgive, is useful. Because um, with people, if people are trying to decide whether they want to forgive or not, then they're already thinking there is self and other. So telling them don't forgive is actually not helping them uh, because they'll, they'll say yeah. that. In your right. eyes, then uh, I'm, I stand corrected. But I, I feel like you don't understand what I'm saying. And that's why you're correcting me. I'm talking about awareness, not a standard. I'm not saying uh, don't forgive. I said when you forgive, you may feel like you're uh, kind and letting someone off the hook. And, and so they don't feel so bad because you're not holding it against them anymore. The very nature of ego is showing up in forgiveness. The very nature of self-centeredness shows up there. So I would say, don't blame. If you want to not do something, don't blame. And at the same time, I would say, and you've all heard me say this before, when I say that, I know you can't help but blame. I can't help but blame. But if you listen to that, you realize that you, then you're really aware of how much you're doing slight finger pointing. Maybe you're hiding your finger behind you, but it's pointing right at somebody. That way you're aware of what's happening rather than you're coming to a conclusion or some kind of control, some kind of, it's still an orbit where there's control and then it lightens up and then there's control and it lightens up. Circle, 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 circle. Don't rest anywhere. Just watch the circles. This is awareness. More Mahesh? Uh, Mahesh going. <laughs> the same thing. I feel like if you tell them don't blame, that is I didn't say that. I said, I, said, I said when you blame. This is what I didn't say don't blame. You're you're uh, you're hey. making a big assumption. Yeah, yeah. Like like uh Okay, let's do this. Don't don't blame. I'll make it. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you some help. Don't blame Mahesh. All you people don't blame anybody for anything. Then you don't have to forgive. How's that? Oh, you meant don't forgive. That's right. Okay, let's do that one. Don't forgive anybody. Any? Yes. I'm not Mahesh. I'm not able to express myself clearly. Uh, so yeah, we can pass this off. Pass it off. Okay, we'll pass it off. Don't forget me, Mahesh. Weren't you the one that suggested the title of the talk? <laughs> was it Ruby? Yeah, it was your daughter. That well, you look a lot like it. Yeah, she suggested that. She did she or did you? Mm-hmm. Wasn't you? Okay. Okay. Well, go ahead. You can. Now that I put you on the spot, you can ask the question. What is "Don't forgive" encouraging me to do? Look at. It. Be aware of it. Don't don't blame. Don't blame. Somebody does this or that. You might see where they're the one who is acting in that way. 
but that is coming out of their own, especially if it's something that's hurting you, it's coming out of their confusion. So they're covering up. I'm not saying you shouldn't just get out of there and get out of that room or not even talk to them anymore, perhaps, if it's that difficult. Go ahead. And so without forgiveness or without blame, things just really reek. They would? Yeah, yeah. Just okay. Um, so without forgiveness, so you think forgiveness is helpful? Is that what you're saying? Um, well, it seems helpful at covering up a bunch of stinky stuff. Okay. So once you get down into all the stinky, rotten stuff. Stinky, rotten stuff. Go ahead. Um, I'm repeating it because you're not very loud. How do we, how do we stay in that? How do we? Don't maintain anything. Anytime you're trying to make something happen or squeeze something out of something or wring some happiness out of samsara or out of this crazy human realm, it's, uh, you come right back to the first teachings of the Buddha. Life is suffering. He did not, as I've said at least a hundred times, if not more, he didn't say part of the time life is suffering. No, it's suffering all the time. You, me, or us, uh, quite often we're able to cover that up. Sometimes that's covered up with violence. So we don't suffer because we're putting a suffering on the person we're inflicting the, so the discomfort or the suffering onto. Go ahead. Ian Bowing, what does suffering, what does observing suffering show us about our true nature? If you watch the suffering, and you don't fix it, you don't cover it up, you just receive the difficulty, then eventually you will realize your, who you actually are, your actual identity, which is not separate from anything anywhere. The self-centeredness just melts away or disappears. And if it comes back, you see that it's unreal. And it will not be an experience. It's more like the lack of experiences. It's like the lack of thought patterns but the presence of consciousness that is receiving everything everywhere in your body and other people's bodies, you're not reading minds, you're not interested in people's thought patterns, you're not reading minds, you are mind and you're not separate from anyone else's mind. And there's no proof of that. If it's a spiritual path, you don't need proof. You're looking at it. You don't need proof that fire is hot. I find myself apologizing a lot more lately. Saying I'm sorry? Or even just having that feeling of being sorry. Yeah. And it looks like when I do that, I'm covering up something I'm not wanting to make a situation worse. Is there anything to adjust there? Okay, anything to adjust when you feel like you're apologizing quite a bit and you're kind of compelled to do it? And are you doing it uh, to another person? Are you saying it out loud? Are you just feeling it? Are you saying it out loud? Both. Okay, so it can, it can teeter-totter back and forth between uh, it takes the pressure off you of feeling guilty because you're apologizing, but then you you're, might be looking for some kind of forgiveness and this same thing perpetuates the self. And then somebody is uh, kind of in charge of your identity. And so they get to, it's okay, it's okay, don't worry about it, I understand, it's okay. 
So, and we all do that. And some, everyone has their own version of how that shows up. It depends on who you're in relationship with and how strong that is and what the, what the structure is of that. But it is about awareness. So it's not about not doing that. When I say, uh, don't forgive, I'm not saying that. I say, when you forgive. I, I haven't said, don't forgive. If I have, uh, then please forgive me. I didn't mean it. So what I'm saying is be aware of that is if you're if you're going to forgive, you might find yourself saying, oh, that's okay. You might not use the, use the word forgiveness, but you said, not a problem. Don't worry about it. You're okay. Okay. I'm, I'm good with that. Or I, I understand what you were dealing with there. Any kind of thing to kind of let them off the hook. I'm not saying that those aren't going to aren't going to arise at times, but to be very aware of that and see if what is happening? You see the underlayment there. What is the motivation, the intention for even doing such a thing as that? It's about the awareness of it, not correcting it. This is why it's so damn difficult. And this is why ego is so good at just hiding out everywhere. It can hide under passion. It can hide under aggression. It can hide under ignorance. And it can show up as saintly. It can show up as holy. It can show up so many different ways. And quite often, there's a lot of manipulation going on there. And so it's about being aware of that. So you're not trapped by anything. The only way you can not be trapped by anything is to see that you're, you, aren't any, you aren't anyone. You're not particularly, you might have hands and you might be 82 years old. And you might look a certain way or talk a certain way, but there's no solid being anywhere, including here. If you think there's somebody here, you're going to be paranoid. You're going to protect yourself. But if you if you see through it, the body's still here. You still have health problems. I certainly do. And you still have emotions come and go in your mind stream because you were, you were your life is dependently arisen. So of course, that's going to happen. But those are what? If, they, if you believe them, they delude you. If you don't believe them and you just see them, you just notice, then they're it's an illusion. Then you realize everything that arises in your mind is an illusion. Even, even, uh, even guilt, it's, it's, it's unreal. It has a reality, just like a, uh, I sometimes use Stephen King's movies because they, when you're watching them, they seem pretty damn real while you're watching them. Sometimes you can't really watch what's going to happen next because it's, you're so, entertained, shall we say, by the story, it's so believable, but it, it is the same thing as life. Shakespeare was a master at that kind of situation. Yes. Otis from Indiana asks, what's the best practice for negative speech? I can't control my mouth. Well, the best thing is shut up, but it sounds like you've been trying to do that. <laughs> so, uh, I, I I think I feel uh, it looks like the very best thing to do is to understand what the outflows are on a very, very fundamental level, which means the sitting practice of meditation, the way I teach it. I've studied several different ways of meditating. This is the one that I, I first started with in 1974 when, when I met Kadiguri Roshi. Uh, sit down, hold still, watch what moves. Just observe. Sit in a symmetrical posture. All the senses are open, in particular, uh, in particular, the eyes look at the wall. Nothing's happening there. That sense needs to be open because that sense is not separate from the sense of touch, the sense of taste, the sense of hearing, the sense of smelling, the sense of thinking. And so if that one is open, because that's the one that is saying everything is over there. Sense of hearing doesn't do that. A little bit, maybe. 
somewhat directional. Sense of touch doesn't do that because it's your body. Sense of taste is intimate. Sense of smell is intimate. Sense of thinking is intimate. Sense of seeing is dualistic. It's you're looking at something over there. So that one needs to be open, even though you're only looking at a short distance. Practice it. Practice it. Do it a lot. Practice it the rest of your life. You can do it, Otis. Do you, you meditate right now? I can't hear you. I meditate every day. I'm sorry that I had mute on. <laughs> what is your what is your uh, what how, what is the style of your practice? If you don't mind sharing it, I it's sitting meditation. You close Usually. your eyes. Yes, sometimes. Stop it. Okay. Or else, or else, continue to close them. I mean, I'm not, I'm not your authority, but I'm saying if you're talking to me, I'm coming from uh, right around 50 years of <laughs> trying to understand what this is and understand what others that give me permission. What, what is happening with them. And when you ask me, I would say, open the eyes, look at the wall. So that, that sense consciousness is uh, determines what's happening with all the other sense consciousnesses because it is so incredibly uh, reinforcing of otherness. This doesn't mean that someone who is, who is blind is somehow uh, handicapped in some way. Of course not. So, and, and do uh, uh, do a simple practice of just watching what moves. If you have trouble with that instruction, I give that instruction every day right here at 6, 6 p.m. and been doing it for a few years. Further question, Otis? Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Eric from Trevor City has another question. Eric and Taya? Yes. Okay. If someone appears to be suffering for a perceived mistake, like breaking your coffee cup, or they might even ask for forgiveness directly. Instead of taking the forgiveness action or role, like saying, I forgive you, could you remind them that nothing is wrong or would you still try not to meddle? I would stay out of that. Don't, don't, don't step into their, you know, nothing is wrong or don't let them off the hook. Don't put them on a hook. Don't do anything with it. Uh, it would be situational. If they would say, whoops, I, I didn't mean to do that. And you say, that's okay. Don't worry about it. You could say that. Those are very simple those are not necessarily reinforcing. They're just social structures that we uh, say we're sorry, or we sorry we bumped into someone, or sorry sorry we broke their cup. Um, I, I, I think it's just uh, it's very simple, not complicated. But don't go in, don't go in and with some kind of uh, surgical uh, concepts where you're going to go in and fix things for them. Don't do anything with it. Respect people's confusion which means leave them alone. Don't give anybody advice about anything unless they ask you or unless you're doing what I'm doing, which I come on here and I basically give you advice with your permission. There's no requirement to attend and you're not charged a fee. But I know of anybody, we, we charging for this? We are, what are we charging? As much as I can get. As much as you can get? And give. And give, okay. Okay, but talk to Munoz, she knows stuff. Any final question? Or Navid Bowing. Where? Navid Bowing. Navid, what's going on in Iran? Um, I think uh, it's a calm before before the storm, something like oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I hope you have a place to shelter. I, I hope so. 
Um, so my question is, um, if someone has hurt you, uh, is it okay not wanting to do anything with them? Yes. Bowing. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's not a formula, not a standard, but it's something I've been saying for a long time, not only to myself, but to others is less is better. If you, especially if you, if you have a bunch of either ors coming to you, should I, should I do that? Should I do this? Should I apologize or should I, should don't, anytime you have a bunch of those showing up, uh, then less is better. Sit back and look at the color of the wall. Uh, look at the back of your hand. Look, look at the fundamental nature of this. There isn't anything but this. And if you realize this, then everything is like a mirror. It's, it's, and it, what is it reflecting back? Every, it's reflecting everything back. You're reflecting everything towards everything. It's a, a fundamental understanding has no location. This separation, this is the illusion that we are deluded by. It's an illusion. The emotions, the feelings, the, the thoughts that come into your mind stream are illusory. I don't care how much they hurt. And in fact, in, in fiction, you could even just receive that hurt. Because if you, if you fight the hurt, then you generate all kinds of armament, you, uh, uh, the weapons of concepts, ideas, and you start poking at others, trying to get some satisfaction out of things because other people are causing you grief or causing you harm. No, they're not. There is no solid other and there's no solid self. You have to realize it. This is a spiritual path, not a mundane path of winning a damn thing. If anything, it's losing everything. Losing. It's like uh, Byron Katie's uh, real early book that she called Losing the Moon. I don't know if you can even, I don't think it's even in print, but it's a great book title. I sometimes say, and I'll say now, if the book title is good, you don't have to read the book. Just read the title over and over again. Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. The Myth of Freedom. Losing the Moon. 108 Meditations. Do those. You don't have to read the book. The book is just kind of repetitive. Will you mind? Is an apology forgiveness? I don't know if you can just standardize that. You could say, uh, you could um, be, um, be uh, have a lack of understanding or be impolite or unappreciative of someone and realize that you've done that and, and apologize and say, I'm sorry about that. And so I don't know if that would be, you know, be along the lines of what you're talking about. I'm not trying to get rid of apologizing. I'm just saying that it's when it's, when it's a really big, gnarly knot in your gut, you somehow need to forgive someone so your own knot, knot in your gut will go away. Look closely at your intention about why you would do anything at all. Go ahead. Two other questions when you're bowing. This is from Heather. Which Heather? Toivonen? She texted some time ago asking you to oh, talk yeah. on this, and she couldn't be present tonight, so I'm going to read her question. Okay. She said, can Sokazan speak to a while apologizing once to someone uh, with the discomfort of apologizing once? as the interaction with that person goes on. Uh, 
she says I can try to say that another way if you'd like her to, but she's not here, so I'm not quite sure. It sounds like. Yeah, I understand. Okay. So uh, that's another, I didn't bring it up tonight, but I say if you need to apologize to something and say, I'm sorry, then say it one time. That should be, you don't have to keep apologizing to someone. So you can, if it's a situation where that's just the only thing you can do is just say, I'm sorry about that. No more. Because the first apology probably is about the person. I'm sorry that I said that to you. But another apology on top of that is more like you trying to get them to let you off the hook, which which supports uh, ego in every direction. Yes. And finally, the... This is from Heather? No, this is my own question that came up, and it's come up before. Go ahead. Uh, in the 12-step the program, yes. there's a, a step... Uh, that is called make amends. Yeah, it's bullshit. I mean, I, I'm not against anybody in the 12 step program. Uh, and there's several people here, maybe more than one, but I know there's a couple of people who actually are 12 step workers who have done program and help people all for 12 step program, especially if that's all you can do. If you get people don't meditate, that's fine. They should, nobody should be forced to do anything. But 12-step programs have a workability to them that keep people from doing what? Continuing to drink or use drugs or whatever. And it seems to be pretty workable. Sometimes that's all that someone can do. Uh, but uh, making amends, that's you know, it's just more ego bullshit. Pardon my uh, lack of uh, proper speech. I'm just getting motivated and I feel like that's all that's going to work. It is, it's just bull. It's to make, make amends. It's just, it, it's, I need, I would need some questions about it to say much else other than just don't do that. You don't need to do that. That doesn't mean you don't need to talk to the person and possibly say, uh, 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 say that you're sorry for something that happened. Of course, something about making amends doesn't work. I've had a couple of people come and make amends to me who are in that program and come and and it, to me it just it just looks like they're just going through the motions they're making amends they're going through their make amends and it's just uh it's just um, a proliferation of ignorance reinforced by strong self-centeredness that wants to look like it's sorry it just doesn't work and you could say, any of you could come back and say, well, yeah, that worked great for me when I went through that, and that was really good, and other people have gone through that, and it's been very helpful. Then I would say, then do that. But it's not, it's not awareness practice. It's uh, control, controlling, trying to get a healthy ego. That's what it's about. Even though their 12th step is about God or, or the the higher power as you see it or something like that. There is no higher power. Even the Buddha is not a higher power. And as I say hundreds of times, 58 times, don't you don't have to believe me. I don't know anything. Cayenne bowing. What? Oh, I was just saying that I was bowing. Cayenne bowing. Oh, go ahead and bow again. Kayun bowing. Okay, go ahead, Kayun. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> and I forgot what I was going to answer. 
uh, is uh, is there something about making amends that's in conflict with the precept about not dwelling on past mistakes, Belling? That might be a way of addressing it. Yes, don't do any, don't do anything with that. Just like uh, the because that tends to support some kind of uh, a self-centered rotation that's happening there. Just like uh, um, with Greg's. Uh, uh, difficulty over some s- stuff that happened in the past with someone who's his wife, I think, passed on. You know, it just it's 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 not uh, it's just energy that rotates around that protects uh, a self, a self-centeredness. So it needs to be seen that way. That's how it looks here. Dwelling on past mistakes keeps that ego generating uh, failure, failure. I've been terrible. I'm never going to be able to be forgiven or or let off the hook and feel sad. And about I know what that's like. My as I said earlier, I feel really sad about when I, I stole things from people. They this has been a while ago. I haven't stolen anything recently. Cayenne Bowing. I, when I was younger, I also would pilfer things and steal things. And I've wondered as an adult if there is some gesture that could be made about giving to even things out, or if that's just extra balance. seems a little seems a little if it happens spontaneously maybe there's something to that but to have some kind of a, a strategy about slowly uh, there's some kind of guilt under the under the radar there that you would like to address and so you'd like to give away something to others so I, I, I wouldn't go in that direction and I also if I if, if someone feels really strongly in that area then I would respect that Somebody really needs to go that direction. Just like I don't really try to get people to become uh, monks or to receive precepts, that's up to you. And if somebody decides they receive precepts and they don't want to do this anymore, I respect that too. I think it's harder to give away or give up the Bodhisattva vow, but some people do it in different ways. There's no way to figure it out. It's too, it's there are too many uh, moving parts, so to speak, uh, in the illusion that we are deluded by because we can't see that there isn't anything separate from anything else. That doesn't mean you can see uh, what's uh, what's in the back of someone's garage in Toledo on uh, fourteen eighteen Main Street. can't see everything, but you can see this. So that's why you want the depth, look at the surface. You try to go into the depth, These are, those are, those are inventions. That's parikalpa, that's the imaginary nature. It's not paratantra, the dependently risen, nor is it uh, paranishmana or the perfected nature, which is seeing what this is. It's perfect, there's nothing to fix. It doesn't mean the world isn't full of insanity. Of course it is. 
Otis says, I always felt like failure refers to an event, not the person. Okay, yeah, that's refers to an event. Michael, you got a response to Otis? No. Okay. <laughs> My question is, it seems like you're saying whenever we begin to plan, we stop observing. Somewhat. And that the plans really never... Well, you, you've heard me say, if you, if, if you know it's a plan because it didn't work, you can't have a plan that doesn't have, oh, that needs to be changed to this in order to fit through that particular opening. So things need to be changed. But yes, if you're planning on something, you've abandoned what's in front of you for what you think is in front of you, and you're strategizing around it. And to some extent, that that is workable. You can build a house, and you can... Um, attend the university and get a credential and have a job and but there's a whole lot of variables there if i'm looking at fear and then i decide i need a plan to control that fear that seems to be what where things go awry what's your question how do i stop planning Probably won't be able to, but you can just be aware that that's what's happening. A lot of sitting meditation will help you see more clearly whatever is coming or going in your living room or in your mind stream or in your life stream. It'll, it, you'll be able to watch the, just the characteristics that come up that are fearful or that are enticing or magnetizing or seductive. Just observe. Train yourself to observe by Shikantaza, practice of Shikantaza, and studying the, the, the Buddha's Dharma, studying down through the centuries all of these teachings that using words and language point to the nature of that which is ineffable and is impossible to describe, but they're pointers. So it's awareness, not, yeah, it's not correcting anything particularly. Okay, I think we can close. Uh, We'll return to sitting until service at 7.40. Okay, very good. For those of you who want to stay, please, uh, you're welcome. And uh, others will go different directions. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us this evening. And thank you for all of your questions. I want to ask you to help us expand, protect, bring energy into this mandala. So if you can go to the website the donate page and help us if you can if you can and if you would like to see these teachings continue <laughs>